the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Silicon Valley Business Connections, brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce, where diversity and opportunity are one. From education to employment, entrepreneurship to innovation, this program is your weekly connection to the latest trends and opportunities taking place all across Silicon Valley. Host Carl Davis Jr. talks to the rock stars of Silicon Valley and offers you engaging interviews and insights from local, regional, and internationally acclaimed business leaders, entrepreneurs, and community leaders to help you stay connected. Now, here's your host, Carl Davis Jr. Hi, I'm Carl Davis Jr. Welcome to Silicon Valley Business Connections, where your success depends on your connections. I'd like to welcome you to Silicon Valley Business Connections, and I got in the studio today my co-host and producer, Mr. Carl, Big Papa Welsh. The better we looking, on, Carl. Who do we have on the show today, Carl? Uh, well, I got to tell you, I'm very honored and pleased to have this gentleman. He's a good friend. I call him a friend. Uh, he's a power broker in the Bay Area. Uh, we have today Mayor Larry Moody of EPA, East Palo Alto, California, one of the premier politicians uh, who are who is truly concerned about the economy, truly concerned about the social welfare uh, of our of our nation, and especially of the people of uh, of EPA. Welcome to the show, Mister uh, Mister Mayor. Welcome, Larry. How you doing? I'm just fine. I'm two of my favorite people, uh, Carl Welch. I'm, Carl I'm number Davis. one. See, he he said me first. See, so <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, so it's just great to be with, with you, uh, my friends, and uh, looking forward to our conversation. Well, Larry, man, I want you to I want you to dive in uh, in all the stuff that I want to talk to you about. But before we do that, Larry, I, I want the people who get a chance to hear this, Larry, I want them to know who Larry Moody is. Can you just take a moment or so, Larry, and kind of give us a background of who you are and how you got to become mayor? But more importantly, who is Larry Moody? Well, you know, I don't know if we got enough time for all of that. But, <laughs> you know, and uh, certainly I, I just want to celebrate the fact that um, uh, me and my wife, Lisa Moody, have been married for 27 years. We have four sons um, that have all been raised here in the East Palo Alto community. Um I am a product of Hartford, Connecticut, for those who might be uh, transplants from the East, East Coast, as I am. Um, and I arrived here in 1992, and my purpose for coming to East Palo Alto was to uh, engage myself in uh, urban ministry work. Uh, East Palo Alto was in a, uh, a period of crisis at the time, and uh, I'm, I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about that. And I was uh, really called um, to the community of East Palo Alto um, to be a part of the uh, strategy of, of stabilizing the community and and to be uh, an effective advocate for youth development. So um, back during those early days when uh, it was very challenging to be in the East Palo Alto community, um, I was fortunate enough to be able to use some of my uh, background as a uh, student athlete 
like the two of you you guys are. Oh, uh, no, no, no. That's Carl Davis. Carl, I know student athlete. <laughs> Go ahead, Larry. <laughs> Maybe the athlete part. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll stick with the big, the athletic part. But, but, you know, we all know the importance of um, mm-hmm. how athletics can be a watering hole towards mentoring. Right. And um, so I kind of use that platform uh, along with my uh, my Christian faith to really get engaged with a lot of the young people who are really looking for alternatives to some of the um, the crime and the violence and the epidemics of crack cocaine that were occurring in not only East Palo Alto, but certainly nationwide. Um, and as a result, I, was, I became kind of Uncle Larry. And mm-hmm. not only was I, I began running youth development programs, basketball programs, uh, midnight basketball, but I became the director of the um, Park and Recreation Division here in East Palo Alto. And and that kind of expanded my territory with not only with young people but the community as whole at a as a at a whole. Then uh, I opened up this first um, uh, really kind of the state of the art uh, signature boys and girls club of the Western Region here in East Palo Alto in conjunction with Condoleezza Rice and uh, Colin Pyle and the uh, Center for New Generation group. And uh, so once that occurred, we really anchored ourselves in being a part of the uh, the strategies and the outcomes for uh, for a lot of families. Now we went from young people who were really challenged with culture on the street to start doing case management and support for families. Um, and you know how it is, uh, especially in our culture, when you get an opportunity to sit at the table with people. You really get a sense of buy-in. You get a sense of knowing who they are and what their stories are. And um, so I was fortunate enough to be invited into many homes in the community, and uh, whether they be African-American, Latino, Pacific Islander, or others. Um, and, uh, and I got an opportunity to really kind of get to hear the stories and know the stories of the wonderful, resilient uh, people of East Palo Alto. So, mm. Hey, Larry, but, you know, but can I ask you a question? How many people are in East Palo Alto, or, or roughly? Uh, presently, presently uh, we have 31,000. Uh, we probably have about 3,500 undocumented individuals in the community. But through the Census Bureau, it is 31,000. Well, you know, you just kind of laid out a sort of a pathway for those who listen, who have a heart and want to be in politics. I mean, it wasn't like you started off wanting to be in politics, but just your involvement in a community and the necessary just rise up where people finally start saying, hey, we want this guy to support our issues. But let me ask you a question now. The image of East Palo Alto, you know, I know the image of East Palo Alto back in the 90s was it was definitely like the hood, right? But can you talk a little bit about East Palo Alto's previous image and what's happening with East Palo Alto now? Well, you know, it's interesting how um, back in the 90s, uh, because we had such a... uh, large demographic of African-Americans and uh, Latinos. Um, but we were, African-Americans, we were the dominant group in the community, um, probably comprising as much as about 72% of the population back in the early 90s. Um, the image of a hood was was um, easy to adhere to. I mean, it's, you know, when people looked at the movies and they saw urban communities, they oftentimes saw predominantly African-Americans in those communities. 
Um, the thing that was unique about East Palo Alto during the time was that we were a very small and highly dense population um, at the time in the 90s. We were probably about 24,000. And crack epi- the crack epidemic that was impacting the entire nation, whether it was D.C., Detroit, Miami, Chicago, New York, uh, impacted a small, little two-and-a-half-mile-long community uh, of East Palo Alto like no other. Um, we saw this, this new economy of scale that came into our community uh, really just kind of tip over the apple cart, if you would. Um, we uh, saw mothers stop being mothers to their, their children. We saw um, young people who were on a pathway to uh, high school graduation all of a sudden walking away and dropping out of school. Um, we went through a period where we were able to track 68% of our, our um, school-age children were failing to complete high school. Uh, we saw a high increase of incarceration for our, our, our juvenile population. Um, at one point, it was as high as 30 young people per, per month were being right. incarcerated for a minimum of, of um, 30, 30 days in our wow. juvenile system. And you've, done some work, and you've done some work with some, with some of the, the uh, um, um, incarcerated uh, men and women uh, in Palo Alto and, and even do some work with them now, right, once they, uh, once they get outside uh, uh, of the, um, um, yeah, wherever they're, they were, they're housing? Yeah, so the challenge about that, um, Carl Welch, was that, uh, there was a, a strong, there was a strong, uh, we saw displacement, right? Mm-hmm. And we didn't understand clearly what it, were, what it was, but we just saw young people who were, at one point they were coming to our rec, our rec center, they were playing in our basketball league. Next thing you know, they were out selling uh, drugs in the open uh, street markets. And then ultimately they were being arrested and being incarcerated in our juvenile hall. Yeah. Right. So, you know, you kind of lost, you know, these and, and it was happening at such a rapid rate. And like I said earlier, I mean, there was 25 to 30 young people per month who were being just pulled out of our community, right. being housed in the juvenile halls. And and when they returned back to the community, oftentimes they were returning back to a sandbox that wasn't healthy. Right. In the first place. Right. Now, you're doing a lot of work within the community, especially with some of the larger corporations like the Sobrato or, or Amazon and Facebook, to actually to, to help build, rebuild the economy in, um, in, um, in East Palo yeah. yeah. So, so tell us a little bit about that real quick. Well, I think it's, um, it's, it's a part of the trend that's occurring in the Bay Area as a whole. I think there, there's such a, um, uh, dominance of the uh, of the tech industry culture in the region that um, people are trying to find ways to partner and to allow these corporations to have some some input um, in in educating or preparing the next generation for for their uh, for their industry. So as a result, we actually have a a couple of ways where we have the Facebooks and the Googles and the Apples participating with our uh, Ravenswood Elementary School District. They're running um, um, coding classes on, on the Ravenswood School District. We have a great program 
called it's um, called the Street Coding Academy. That's a very organic uh, movement uh, that's being supported by local volunteers and also some students uh, from Stanford. Oh Stanford. yeah, you said Street Code Academy. That's Ola Tunde. Yeah, go ahead. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he would be a good candidate for this program. Oh yeah. Kind of. Uh, matter of fact, uh, tomorrow evening they're actually having a tech fair at Facebook, mm-hmm. right on the Facebook campus. So we're really excited about that relationship and that partnership. Hey, just to let you um, know, Larry, we only got about thirty seconds left. So I want you to you make sure that whatever you say and do, you give people <laughs> a chance to reach you either via website or a phone number because it's very important for people to know how to reach you because a lot of people will go to our podcast or hear this live, and, okay. and I just want well, you to make sure well, you get that in. Okay. Well, um, I would encourage everyone or anyone that's listening to um, go to the East Palo, the city of East Palo Alto website, and you can kind of learn more about our our vision and our mission statements as of today. Uh, we do see ourselves as a community that's on the move. Uh, we've just been able to um, cement a, uh, uh, a partnership with the Amazon Corporation of 1,300 jobs into East Palo Alto. Uh, with a um, tax revenue of about three hundred and fifty. Man, Larry. Man, Larry. You know what, Larry? You have so much information. I'm going to have to cut it now. We're going to have to invite you back, Carl. I think we're going to invite Larry back. So, Larry, please, man, you're going to have to come back on the show again. So, so let us wrap it up right now. And we thank you, Larry, for being on. This is Larry Moody, mayor of East Palo Alto, and you've been listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections. This is Silicon Valley Business Connections with Carl Davis Jr., brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce. More information about today's show is available by going to the Chamber's website, blackchamber.com, or call 408-288-8806. Now, back to Silicon Valley Business Connections. Uh, we're trying to functify it up here a little bit. We've got the original Eminem in the uh, control studios, Mike. <laughs> I like his selection of music. Don't you like that, oh, Carl? I love it. I love it. Well, listen, I thought that was a great interview. We can talk to uh, Mayor Moody over and over and over and all day long. He's got so much work he does uh, in, over there in the city. Now, Carl, you work with the city. I know you've worked with Larry a lot. You work with the city of San Jose a lot. Tell me a little bit about that relationship. Well, um, years ago, Carl, I can honestly say I work with the city. Right now, we're we're having some challenges. Uh, but uh, years ago, the city of San Jose used to fund us and uh, back in 1990. When now, you had, started off in the 90s, right? Yeah, I was, a, I was a chamber's first executive director. But if anybody Googles Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce, they'll see Ron McPherson's name. Ron was like our leader and he was the first president of the chamber. He knew Jesse Jackson, Norm Mineta, mm-hmm. and it was—I mean—it was really a good time because it was the first time in this area that we had a organization that would advocate and try to support black businesses. Right, right. Um, so, tell us a little bit about some of the programs that you guys run over at the uh, chamber. Well, the one thing about that you mentioned about the Next Generation Business Academy. I'd love to say I was the author of that, but actually I want to give the credit to Joel Weirich, our previous president. It's a beautiful and a wonderful idea, and it's it's been going on since 2004. And the one thing it does is it teaches high schoolers business and financial literacy. 
And that's something that a lot of people don't get when you're in high school. Nobody teaches you how to balance your checkbook, which nobody balances a checkbook now, but even how to uh, become a saver or an investor or what is financial independence? How do you manage your money? And we see a lot of very famous people, NFL players, basketball players. A lot of these guys are, you know, filing bankruptcy only a few years after plan because they really don't know the concepts of handling or managing their own money. Yeah. Well, I don't have that problem with <laughs> having to manage my own money. Uh, but but the next gen, um, when I was working with you guys, you got they, you were teaching them how to build business plans. Or that was it. And you were teaching them how to uh, create uh, uh, businesses. Yes. But that's the main thing. Kids get a chance to learn to be entrepreneurial. Right. And that's the mindset we want the kids and the people to have, because whether you start your own business or whether you work for somebody else, if you have an entrepreneurial mindset, that means you understand at that time you're there, that that owner needs you to be productive. Right. And the one thing that we like to do is if somebody wants to start a business, we'll help them with an idea. We'll help them grow their business, how to get their business financed. But the big thing in Silicon Valley, Carl, and a lot of people don't notice is your exit strategy may be the most lucrative thing you do. Because when businesses exit in Silicon Valley, that's when millions, billions of dollars come to you. So you're saying the back end deal is just as just as important as the front end deal. More important. Matter and you guys fact. also we work you work very closely with a lot of the minority owned businesses. And I know we're trying to get a list of and so if any of you know of minority-owned businesses in San Jose, especially black-owned businesses. Please give us a call because we want to make that list uh, uh, comprehensive and, and and available to everybody. Yeah, that's what a do huge you guys thing. Do? What do you do with some of the smaller businesses in San Jose? Well, that's a huge thing that Carl was just talking about, and I want to stay on that point for a second. We actually have a campaign called Identify Black Businesses in Silicon Valley. See, it is... We can't get the names of all the black businesses from the SBA or any other organization. So we're actually trying to get the public to come and share who those businesses are. And then after we know who they are, we actually call them and then we give them the value proposition of why they should be a part of the chamber. But why a business would want to be a part of the chamber? Every business person knows he'd love to have a consultant. Someone close to him who's been through it, who can actually give him advice how to get past this payroll challenge we got, how to hire people. It's all about making our businesses more profitable. And when you're more profitable, you can hire people. Do you know, Carl, when I went back to Washington, D.C. a couple of years ago, they had listed that there was one point nine million African-American businesses known by the SBA. Wow. Of that 1.9 million black businesses, 1.8 million of them had no employees. Hmm. That would be an amazing website to have 1.9 million black-owned businesses. One of the situations and the challenges that we have is keeping our money within our community as as opposed to maybe the Jewish community or the Asian community that have their own, that keep their own money within their community. And it goes between their communities, what, 8, 9, 10, 12 times. That's one of the challenges that we have. Well, because we're not in business. Right. If you if you have a business in your community, you have a chance to have those dollars circulate more if right. you're more in business. So that's why we exist. Now, you also do a lot of hackathons, techathons, uh, STEM programs. Uh, maybe a year or two ago, there was some gentlemen that won the technology division of mm-hmm. the hackathon, and one of their one of their businesses that they created was an app 
for actually for black businesses, kind of like a Amazon for black businesses nationwide that they wanted to start here. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, your work with STEM and your work with uh, uh, technology in the in the Bay Area, not just in San Jose either, mm-hmm. it's Bay Area wide. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, Carl, because that was the reason I actually came back and became chamber president this third and last time. I felt it was important. <laughs> I felt Once I'm out, they bring me back in. <laughs> this is the third and last time. Right, right, right. So we got a plan for self-sufficiency. And one of the things that I always envisioned was trying to get our businesses to learn how to do business using mobile devices. Mm-hmm. So creating apps and electronic e-commerce, all those things. If, if your business doesn't have an on-ramp to the Internet, I mean, you're going to be irrelevant. Right. Being so people are talking about these terms. You hear things like Internet of Things. What does that mean? So Carl just mentioned something about how we're tying that in the youth. You know, it's a, it's easier to get a young person to see these things than sometimes mm-hmm. older people. Right. So we're really trying to pour into our youth about not being just users of technology, but to be innovators mm-hmm. of technology. Mm-hmm. So it's that's creating. how we came up with that Bay Area Black Youth Techathon. I think that's incredible to to teach kids because I have I have you know kids under the age of thirteen to teach Two them. gorgeous kids you got. Yeah, they are. They are. They definitely don't look like their father, but uh, <laughs> um, to teach them to be creators and developers. And my son wants to spend twenty dollars and forty dollars on a game. I said, Miles. Don't you want to develop a game so where you can get the twenty dollars as opposed to you paying someone else the twenty and the forty dollars? And I think that's one of the yeah. great things that you guys are doing yeah. are teaching people not only just how to manage their money, how to build business, but how also how to create money. That's what they're doing now in technology. They're creating their own money by these new apps. And we need help, Carl. Uh, you know, everybody needs partners. I've been so. telling you that, Carl. You need help. Bro. <laughs> everybody <laughs> needs partners. Yeah. And, and that's where we've went out and we try to have public partners. We try to have private partners. That's I mean, important. Yeah. Yeah, Silicon Valley itself, I mean, whether they're the Googles. I mean, we get wonderful support from Intel and HPE. But there are a lot of companies that we contact and they just don't seem to want to with the goals and the objectives that we have at the chamber, yeah. which I would hope that they would really want if they say they want diversity and inclusion. Yeah. They will want a diverse workforce and we can help them get that. Yeah. And it's important for us to have for you guys to have that public and private uh, support from corporations and from the from the public. Uh, sector in order to uh, fulfill the ne- the necessary mission and vision and create the themes and you know you already have the identity and you already have the image so tell us how they can reach out to you Carl Davis specifically and how they reach out to the um, to, to the, the chamber. chamber yeah well anyone can go to blackchamber.com as a matter of fact you want to go to blackchamber.com and we're coming up with a new mobile sort of uh, ready website in another maybe a few weeks or so. So uh, if you hear this on our podcast later, you'll say, oh, I remember when he said that. We're we're getting a mobile ready site. But if okay, you go to BlackChamber.com, go ahead and continue. If we go to BlackChamber.com, you actually can go to the right, hit events, and you can actually um, hear all of our radio shows that we've yeah. done. Yeah. Uh, but more importantly, you can find out all the programs, the services, the initiatives that we have right there right. at the chamber under blackchamber.com. L- ladies and gentlemen, Carl Davis. You've been listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections with Carl Davis Jr. and brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce. More information about today's show is available by going to the chamber's website, blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com. Or call 408-288-8806. That's 408-288-8806. 
Copies of our podcast are available online at blackchamber.com. If you would like to know more about a specific guest or make recommendations for upcoming guests and topics, email info at blackchamber.com. Keeping you connected. Silicon Valley Business Connections. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.